0: This time each and every Friday, every Erev Shabbos, with great pleasure we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Erech Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas V'Eira. In Parshas V'Eira, we are, I can say, off and running with the seven out of the first ten Makos that God bring upon the Egyptian people. Seven out of the ten plagues, and I'd like to just... Before we analyze one particular plague, give a brief introduction that we should realize that the plagues were literally punitive, a punishment to the people of Mitzrayim, and instructive, educational for not only Mitzrayim but for the Jewish people as well. On the night of the Pesach Seder, when we recount the Ten Plagues, we read from the Haggadah that Rabbi Yehuda Yehuda had a mnemonic to remember and categorize the plagues, titzach Adash Ba'achav. And take note, my friends, that Dam Svardei HaKinim, one round of Makos. Orov Devershchin, a second round. Borod Arbechoshech. And finally, Makas Pechoros, the third round. Take note that the first of each round, Dam regarding the plague of blood, Ayin the first of the second round, the wild animals, and finally, Bays, the Borod, the hail, regarding these three makos, the Torah not only gives a warning, but there is a much greater detail of what's going to be, and the effect of, of the plague and so in chapter 7 verse 17 regarding the plague of blood what do we find? Hashem says Bezos Teida through this you shall know Ki Hashem that I am God the very clear differentiation between the Egyptian people who suffered the transformation of their water into blood, and the Jewish people, who were able to drink water at that time, and if a Jew and Egyptian were drinking out of the same glass with two straws, the Jew continued to drink water, and the Egyptian got blood. As we move on to the second set, and we have the Orov, the wild animals, in chapter 8, verse 18, we raise the lesson, not simply that you shall know that I am God, but rather, Lemanteda Kani Hashem Bekereva You shall know that I am God in the midst of the land. And when we come finally to Barod, to hail, there you find in chapter 9, verse 14, Bavur Teda, you shall know, Kien Kamoni, there's none like me, like God, Bechol Ha'oretz. So, the Makos have this very significant effect of teaching both the Egyptians and the Jewish people. I'd like to focus on the fifth that of Dever whereby the Torah tells us that Moshe comes to Paro and he warns him God has said send out my people that they may serve me for in the beginning of chapter 9 If you refuse to send me, and you still continue to hold them tight, then the hand of God will be on your livestock that are in the fields, on your horses, donkeys, camels, cattle, the flock, a very severe epidemic. Hashem will distinguish between the livestock of Israel and the livestock of Egypt, And not a thing that belongs to the children of Israel will die. And Moshe continues, Hashem has set an appointed time, saying, tomorrow Hashem will carry out this word in the land. And so we continue, chapter 9, verse 6, Hashem carried out this word the next day, and all the livestock of Mitzrayim died, and of the livestock of the children of Israel, not one died. It's chapter 9, verse 7, that I'd like to focus on. Vayishlach <speaking in Hebrew> paro. Paro sent out his emissaries to check this out. And the behold, lo Yisrael, not a single one of the livestock of Israel had died. Ad echad, not one. Vayichbad leif paro, v'lo shilach es Yet Paro's heart became stubborn and he did not send out the people. What is the connection asks the late Rav Sholem Shvadron Sachrono Racha" between the first part of the Pasuk and the second part. Namely, Paro finds out that not one died and he hardens his heart. How are we to understand the flow of the Pasuk? And he cites a medrash from Shmos Rabbah. It happens to be chapter 11, paragraph 5, where what does it mean? mi meknei Not one of the cattle of Israel died. Listen carefully. Even an animal that was owned in partnership half by a Jew and half by an Egyptian Lomesa that animal did not die now Paro looked at that situation and he said aha Moshe you're wrong aha your God is wrong because you said not a single what animal of Egypt will survive. And take a look. This animal, which belonged to an Egyptian, survived. Now, amazing how Paro uses the groping of a straw, if I may, or his nitpicking to justify his disbelief, to justify his denial of Hashem. We know it was just the opposite. We know that animal didn't die because it had a partial Jewish owner and Moshe said none that belonged to the Jew would die. I really believe that as we find in Tehilim, 119, the longest chapter of Tehilim. Verse ninety eight, David Hamelch says, "Me oyvai The literal translation of this means that your mitzvos make me wiser than my enemies, and I'm able to overcome my enemies because of the wisdom that I derive from your Torah. But I'd like to take the poetic license, as indeed the Radak learns, to understand that, I can even learn from my enemies. And what does that mean? My enemy is able to take every situation and see within it a justification of his denial The Jew has the capacity that in every and all situations, as challenging and as troublesome as they may be, to find literally not just the optimism, but to see literally the rachamim, the good within the bad, what appears to be bad. And this is the way... Orachayim Kadosh understands the very opening of this week's parsha, whereby the first verse of the parsha is somewhat challenging. It begins by Daber elokim el Moshe. God speaks to Moshe, but we know that Vayedaber is a language which is stern as opposed to Vayomer, which is softer. We know Elohim is a name of God which refers to the attribute of justice and strictness as opposed to Hashem which is that of mercy and of a rachamim. And therefore, by Daber Elokim El Moshe, God speaks to Moshe, a love, and He says to him, Ani Hashem. It begins with a harsh and it transfers over to the softer, Ani Hashem, I am God, that of Rachamim. And the Orachayim Kadosh explains this verse to mean as follows. This is God's response to Moshe. Moshe, at the very end of Parsha Shmos, you said some very strong words against God. You said, hariyosa, God, why have you done bad to this people? The very end of Shmos, that is the Parsha of Shmos, chapter 5, verse 22. Why have you sent me? Moshe, You could, and you still at this moment cannot see. But God is saying to him, I'm speaking now, says God, from within the attribute of justice. You should know, Ani Hashem, that within that attribute of justice, you can't see it right now, but there is the mercy, there is the good, even within what appears to you bad. And that's why later on in the fifth book, God refers to the Egyptian experience and says, I took you out of Egypt, mikur kur barzel And kur barzel and this is in chapter 4, verse 20. What does that mean, the kur barzel I took you out of an iron crucible. What does that mean? It means that just as the crucible is used to purify gold, and to purge it of its foreign elements, so too our being in Egypt actually purified and brought out ultimately the best within our people, enabling us to become the special people that we are, enabling us to have a close relationship with God, enabling us to receive the Torah. So even if you can't see it at the moment, and therefore... Amazing. We look back and we know, and all of us who are privileged to know, Holocaust survivors, so they will tell you, whoever survived, that they literally saw miracles and they saw the Ani Hashem in the Vaidaber Elohim. At the time when, then, and even today, we don't understand... But they saw Rachamim in Din. And we are going through difficult, challenging times. And therefore, the opening verse of Parshas Vodera has to comfort each and every one of us and remind us that it's not simply a verse that was used by God to address Moshe and tell him that because Hashem was troubled by the excessive servitude and punishment that the Jewish people were experiencing in Egypt, he intentionally hastened the process and therefore made it the He accelerated the shibud, the servitude, in order to hasten the redemption, something that no man, even Moshe, could appreciate until God actually told him of his plan. So too, we should recognize that we who are going through challenging times in Eretz Yisrael... In France at the moment, and in so many other places, we are to be able to take the very comforting lesson of the opening puzzle of Parshas, Vo'era, and to make sure that we're able to see, even in the most difficult of times, even during the Midas Adin, to seek out and see the Ani Hashem the Rachamim, which God shows us at all times. Shabbat Shalom to